New year, new me. Are you familiar with that phrase? People like to consider this new year as a fresh start. Around this time, articles and conversations on resolutions abound. But should we have resolutions? And if so, what should they be? It's a big conversation topic every January, New Year's resolutions. Businesses count on these resolutions for new streams of revenue. But making these life changes can be quite discouraging at times. A psychologist from the University of Miami gives us two principles to remember. First, be kind to yourself. It's hard to make a life-altering change overnight. Be patient with the process. Second, be part of a community. Have people around you to support you. I think this psychologist might be onto something. What has God given believers to help us in our highs and through our lows? The church. A community of brothers and sisters committed to the Lord and one another. Make the body of Christ a priority this new year. Welcome to Haven Today and a happy new year to you. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this program, we're wrapping up a best of 2023 series here on the very first day of 2024 called Return to the Hiding Place with Corey Ten Boom. Today, we're going to hear more of Corey's story and how her family hid hundreds of Jews in World War II. That is, until they themselves were caught and sent off to concentration camps. Only Corey made it out alive. And for decades after the Lord, she traveled the world to share how our only hiding place can be found in Jesus Christ. In the dark cell, you had to stand in water. The possibility each moment of the day and night that it would come for me whenever I heard footsteps outside my cell, I would ask myself, do they come to torture me, to kill me? Once I stood with my back against the wall and then I said, Lord, I'm not strong enough to stand all this. My faith is not strong enough. Then I saw an end. I had seen for days roaming over the floor. I had just mopped um, the floor with a wet rag. The moment the uh, end felt the water on the stones, he ran to a little hole in the wall. He did not stop to look at the wet rag or his weak feet. He went straight to his hiding place. Cory. Don't look at your faith. It is weak like the tiny feet of that end. Don't think of the possibilities of those cruel people. I am your hiding place. And you can come to me like that end disappeared into the hole in the wall. And for the first time there came a real peace in my heart. Corrie ten Boom. We'll hear more in a few minutes from the movie The Hiding Place. It was released by the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association's Worldwide Pictures back in 1975. And then there was a sequel about 10 years ago called Return to the Hiding Place. We have both on a special DVD for your gift to the ministry. It's a double feature filmed with double hope 
as you see and hear how Christians survived the hard days of World War II. It's a story of light that I think we all need to see over and over again in our dark days. So after the program, why don't you call us? Why don't you ask for the DVD set with both The Hiding Place and Return to the Hiding Place? You'll just need to call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can visit haventoday.org and watch clips from the movies, clips from Tori Ten Boom, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Now we open the program with a song from the album God's Not Dead with the Newsboys, More Than Enough. Child of promise, sent from heaven, light from light, shine down on us, oh to feel
A song from the Newsboys opening this haven today, More Than Enough, from their album, God's Not Dead. This haven today, we're looking back to the life of Corey Ten Boom. We're looking to the hiding place. We're going to look at Psalm 16 a little more in depth in the next few minutes. But first, let's go to a scene from the movie, The Hiding Place. The Ten Boom family began in Holland to take in Jews and rescue them from the death camps. They began to ask other Christians to help as well. In this scene, the Ten Boom family was given a little Jewish baby. When they asked a pastor they knew who lived in the countryside to help hide the baby, his response was shocking. It's impossible. I, I, I have my own family to think of. We could lose everything for that child. Where would my church be? without a shepherd but no Betsy the pastor has decided it is the law and Christians must obey the law think what you are risking for the sake of one Jewish baby and will you report us pastor if the baby must stay a while with us Corey we are meant to obey the law of this state if it does not go against a higher law of God. Pastor, you want me to take off my star? Very well. I will not bear it. And we will keep the child. As a Christian, I am sorry that any man must suffer, no matter who he is, what his race. But remember, it is the Jews who gave us the Bible and our Savior. It is on your heads. I'll pick up my watch tomorrow. Good day, Tenbo. Ladies. God forgive him. He did not mean it. How can that man call himself a Christian? If a mouse lives in the cookie jar, that doesn't necessarily make him a cookie. (laughs) A little scene from the movie The Hiding Place. Sometimes, you know, we have to stand up for the sake of what's right, for truth and for the gospel and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, of course, is an issue many people had to face in World War II, including that pastor, as well as the Ten Boom family. This is Haven Today, Return to the Hiding Place with Corey Ten Boom. Now that, of course, is looking back at World War II. The times were terrible, but there are terrible times going on today. And, of course, our minds can turn to the Middle East. How could it be happening again? Almost three months ago, in Israel, Over 1,400 Jews were slaughtered by Hamas, a few hundred taken as hostages. And then all over the world, we began to see and hear not just anti-Israel protests, but anti-Jewish protests. We can discuss whether or not you agree with how Israel has responded in Gaza, but there is no place for anti-Semitism. I spoke with several leaders with Jews for Jesus over the last couple of months. They're sharing the gospel in Israel right now. 
and in the midst of horrendous loss and suffering, the Lord is giving them great peace, as well as great hope. Corrie ten Boom and her sister Betsy had the exact same experience when they were in a Nazi concentration camp. In the midst of horrific circumstances, they were filled with a supernatural peace and joy. When we lose everything, we discover an amazing truth. Jesus is all we need. When we have Jesus, we have it all. Take away everything else in life and leave Jesus, and you have everything. Take away Jesus, and you have nothing, even if you have everything else in the world. In the hard times, the joy of having Jesus is powerful and real. But what about the rest of the time? What if you're not going through some big, major trauma right now? What if you're living in the West where you're not living in the midst of a massive crisis? The Lord can get squeezed out by the everyday things that make up your life. I have come to believe very strongly that we need our hearts renewed every day. Otherwise, the Lord will inevitably get squeezed out by those everyday things. We need to regularly spend time renewing the joy and peace and hope we have in Jesus over and over again, especially when life seems good. If we don't do it then, Jesus will start to fade away out of our hearts We need to spend more time renewing our understanding of the grace of the gospel so our sins won't alienate us from him and keep us living at a distance from him. We need to remember the cross and have our conscience cleansed again and know all over again that through the blood of Christ we stand in grace. We need to take refuge in Jesus all the time. We need to renew our commitment to Jesus to say it all over again. I'm yours, Lord. You're enough for me. You are my portion and my inheritance, and I am yours. And that's when the joy comes flooding in again, when we stop living with one foot in and one foot out and throw ourselves in all the way and trust in Jesus as our refuge and give ourselves to him with our whole hearts. That's when our sorrows and anxieties lift and our hearts are filled with joy. So how do we do that? Well, the very best way to have that renewal is through God's Word, and the Psalms especially. God gave them to us as a means of renewal. These are powerful prayers here, prayers filled with the power of the Spirit, and praying these prayers can change your life again and again. Take Psalm 16. Just praying the first two verses of that psalm is powerful. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. In the first verse, David takes refuge in the Lord and asks for his protection. In the second verse, he declares that the Lord is his great good. Two things, two simple realities that will renew our hearts every day. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is all I need. The first one, the Lord is my refuge. What a relief to find that all we have to do is take refuge in the Lord. I think there's an almost universal tendency to think that if we want spiritual renewal, we have to do something, recommit ourselves, change our own hearts, do something. And it's always that very thing that we can't do however hard we try. But this we can do, and this is all the Lord tells us to do. Take refuge in me. Forty-one times the Psalms tells us to take refuge in the Lord because how blessed are they who take refuge in Him. We can take refuge from judgment, refuge from our enemies, refuge from life itself with all its troubles. 
We can pray this verse, Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. Concentration camps were man-made hellholes, places of horrific daily suffering. But while Corey and Betsy Ten Boom were surrounded by all that horror, they were also surrounded by the Lord. He was their refuge. They were safe. Corey was released by what she found out later was a clerical error. But Betsy died there. And as she slipped away, she told Corey, there is no pit so deep that his love is not deeper still. Second, the Lord is all I need. Or as it says in Psalm 16, too, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. This is one of my favorite verses in the Psalms. When you pray this verse, you're fixing your heart exclusively on the Lord. You're declaring to him that there is nothing good apart from him. You are my Lord. I don't have any other Lords. You are the one who created the heavens and the earth. Every single good thing I have comes from you. In fact, you are my one good thing, and nothing is good apart from you. Every good thing in life comes from you, by grace. Not because I earn them, but because your generosity is overflowing, and it overflows by grace. Romans 8.32 He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Everyone wants good things to come into their lives, blessings, but most of the world doesn't know that the one good thing that is more than enough is Jesus. That if you have Jesus, then you have everything. And if you have everything in the world, but you don't have Jesus, then you don't have anything. It will renew your hearts every day to not just remember that this is true, but to declare it to the Lord. Oh God, you are my God. Apart from you, I have no good thing. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up, I'd be a fool. You are my all
life is like a weaving between my God and me. I do not choose the colors. He works steadily. Oftentimes he weaves sorrow. And I, in foolish pride, forget he sees the upper and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttle ceases to fly will God unroll the canvas and explain the reason why. The dark threads are as needful in the skillful weaver's hands than the threads of gold and silver. In the pattern he has planned, God has no problems with our lives, only plans. Corey Timboon, talking about being one of the redeemed, belonging to Jesus Christ with all her life. And just before the poem, we heard Dennis Jernigan and Natalie Grant, You Are My All in All. And here on this New Year's Day, we're wrapping up a best of 2023 series called Return to the Hiding Place with Corey Timboon. You know, Corey Timboon often said, as I've repeated more than once, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. And of course, the line was repeated by Corey for all the rest of her life, but it was originally spoken as her sister Betsy died. She knew this from experience. And I'd like for you to experience personally two life-changing movies that show how God's amazing power and grace can work through normal people like you and me in the worst of times. Every Christian today needs to know this story. How the Ten Boom family and their friends courageously saved hundreds of Jews in World War II in the Nazi occupation. And then how Corey learned to lean on Jesus more, even there in a concentration camp. She says she didn't have faith. She said she had Jesus, and that's all that mattered. Well, The Hiding Place was originally put out by Billy Graham's Worldwide Pictures in 1975. Many call it a modern-day Christian classic. But we also have the sequel I'd like you to have as our thanks for your gift to this ministry, the Keep On Sharing the Good News of Christ with Others. So call us right now. Make your gift to Haven Today. Remember, we're 100% supported by friends like you. And our number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, Watch those excerpts we've put up from the movies. You can watch and hear Corey Ten Boom herself. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And while you're on our website, take a listen to our most recent podcast called Great Stories. We're featuring an extended interview with Corey's former assistant and friend, Pamela Rosewell Moore. She gives some insights into the life of Corey and her family that you don't want to miss. And as we have to go, let me remind you, if this is a program that's a blessing to you and you're with us regularly, why don't you become a Haven partner? That's somebody who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly. You can ask about that when you call or you can read about it when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Happy New Year. Come back tomorrow as we launch a new series exploring how we find Christ in all the scriptures. And we'll do that together in light of the great story 
that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. How did you welcome the new year? Did you enjoy an evening with loved ones, playing board games, watching movies? That would have been fun and relaxing. But you might have spent your New Year's outside with a fireworks show at midnight. However you spent that evening, I hope you entered this new year with a posture of gratitude and worship. Psalm 98.1 says, Sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have worked salvation for Him. The previous year might have been a good one or a tough one, but regardless, we can praise the Lord because He has saved us and He has remained faithful and He always will. Get daily encouragement from God's Word with Anchor Devotional. Try it out at GetAnchor.com.